Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message to the pulpit on September 6, 1964. The topic that morning was be sure to look before leaping. And it's interesting that he would do that on September 6, 1964, because that was his wedding anniversary. And looking before leaping is certainly a good idea before you get married. But he had a long and happy marriage with my mother. So getting back to the scripture, it was from Luke the 14th chapter and the 27th verse. And whosoever doesn't bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So be sure to look before leaping. Now in this scripture, Jesus was really looking about looking before leaping, before you join his ministry, before you join him. And he did that because he knew that the devotion to the Lord demands your whole heart. And he knows that you can't serve two masters. It's impossible to serve God and man at the same time. So if you try to do that, you'll end up hating one, loving the other. So during this time, when this was being said, Jesus' own cross was becoming pretty heavy. And it was during the time that his crucifixion was getting nearer. And there were times here that he would go to a special prayer place and pray that his father might not make him taste the bitter cup of atonement. And God might not make him accept the sins of all mankind. But yet, he knew it was his time, and he would end the prayer always with, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And that is looking before leaping. That nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So he appealed to everyone who would follow him. And throughout the ministry of our Lord, He wanted everyone to accept the responsibility for his own cross. And we all have our own crosses that we bear. My dad talked about the fact that even among ministers that there's professional jealousies. And of course, professional jealousy occurs in every profession. But my dad was a minister, so he's talking about the profession that he knows. And one day when my dad was a young preacher, now in 1964, he was 49 years old. So not an old man by any stretch, but I guess that he was talking probably 15 years or so earlier when he found himself commenting or possibly complaining about another minister who seemed to, well, in my dad's opinion, he seemed to always be looking out for himself. And sometimes, again, in my dad's opinion, it was at the expense of the Lord's work that he did that. So one day, my dad was talking with another young minister. And this other minister, well, he'd given up a fine position, and he'd taken one that appeared to be a much smaller, less prestigious position. And it was one to raise money to keep a Christian college open and operating. And my dad, well, he thought that this minister would join with him in the comments that he made about the other minister, that he thought he was acting a little bit out of line. But the guy looked at my dad, and he very thoughtfully said, Everyone must make his own sacrifices. And when he makes his sacrifices, 
he can't expect others to make the same sacrifice with him. Now, my dad carried that thought with him for a long time, that every man, every person has their own cross, and that cross is enough for that individual. And you don't necessarily need to be interested in carrying someone else's cross. Now, the Lord's pride has always been in the quality of the converts that come to the church. But, well, for instance, we all remember the story of the rich young ruler, the man who came up to Jesus and asked him, what good thing can I do to make sure that I get to heaven? And Jesus told him, well, obey, obey the law. And the young man said, well, he had obeyed them from his youth. And Jesus said, well, then go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. Well, the rich man, he had a hard time with that because, well, he had many, many worldly professions. And so he walked sorrowfully away. But Jesus was not simply interested to have a rich man to, to call him master. He wanted the rich man to take up his cross and follow the Lord. And by taking up the cross and following the Lord and have a complete surrender to the Lord, well, that's usually when Jesus was talking with people about how to become a disciple of his or a convert. He was almost discouraging when he talked to the person. I mean, he told one man, a fox has holes in the ground to live, and birds have nests and trees. But he, the Son of God, did not even have a place to lay his head. He was basically telling them, look before you leap. So he said that it's a wise man, if he's going to be able to build a tower, that he figures out what the cost of the tower is going to be beforehand. Then he makes sure that he has the money to complete the tower before he starts. And Jesus, well, he might have been referring to a tower that Herod had just started and was not going to be able to complete because his money had run out. Now, all who knew what he was hearing would know that he was talking about that and would think it strange that the tower would be begun without the money to finish it. So this is basically the same character trait in Jesus' day as it, as it is today. Now, I know my dad was talking in 1964. It's still the same today in 2021. How any person that starts out with a grandiose idea and finds that his idea doesn't fit his pocketbook, well, he's left with this albatross, this skeleton that is going to mock him. And people mock the people that don't think ahead in this manner. So what was my dad really trying to say here? I think he was trying to say that salvation is costly. And at first it cost the life of the Son of God upon the cross and is only received by the surrender of a person to the will of the Lord. And wisdom or common sense suggests that one should count the cost before seeking. And then one must see that becoming a Christian is more than just signing a membership card at your church. It is the complete acceptance of the Lord, no matter what the cost of salvation may be. It is worth the cost, no matter, no matter what you have to give up to be a child of the Lord. It is worth it. Jesus has paid all. But one has to accept the Lord and surrender to be able to have the gift of eternal life. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace.
Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.